You know, uh, in the movie Staying Alive, wasn't that the name of the movie John Tra- Travolta was in? Yeah. And he was walking down the street kind of, well, you can't tell by the way I use my walk. When they were playing. And he was strutting. And, when they were you know, playing Staying Alive. Bouncing around. Yeah. yeah. That's how a song makes me want to walk. <laughs> <laughs> makes you want to walk? Yeah. What? Like strut my stuff. Oh, okay. Like I'm, you know. I'm a little slow today. <laughs> how are you today miss angel i'm good how are you i am groovy right on and far out righteous it's good to actually see you i know i see you i see you well we're actually across from each other i'm looking today, at anyway. you right now i know right i need you. to get you a big poster you know those what are they called uh, of yourself what are those they're not bobbleheads or something heads what are they Oh, the, the ones that you put on the wall and they're life size yeah i need yeah. to get you one of those so when i'm traveling <laughs> Yeah, I can still look at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. wouldn't it be a blessing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what is Bonus Friday today on? I know so, for the past five weeks we've we've been doing the sayings. Yeah, where did those sayings come from? Those were great. Yeah, I really was, liked those. It was uh, interesting to find out where they originated. It was weird. I mean, Some of them, very few of them, were actually literal. I know. Sayings. And it's tripped out that they've yeah. hang on, they've hung around centuries. Yeah, and we never know how they originated. <laughs> right, that was tripped. Yeah. All right. So, what is today? Today, we're going to talk about the history of the wedding cake. Ooh, I yeah. like. I so, like cakes. I know you like cakes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like. We're going to talk about why people use a wedding cake and where did that tradition come from? You know that is. That's a good question. It Where is. did it come from? It is a good question. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Okay, so we're going to start off, you know, it's a traditional cake. With ominous music. <laughs> <laughs> it should be happy wedding music. Well, you know. Yeah, this is this is more fitting. Well, you remember that song, going to the chapel and, and we're going to get married. Yeah, I remember It should be more that. like that. But anyhow, the wedding cake is a traditional cake that's served at wedding receptions, right? Right. Following dinner. Right. Okay. Well, in some parts of England, the wedding cake is served at a wedding breakfast. A wedding breakfast. Right. (laughs) Now, that's, that's still practice today. Well, this we're just talking about where it came from. Okay. And the wedding breakfast does not mean that the meal's held in the morning, but just the time that's following the ceremony on the same day. Oh. It's just called the wedding breakfast. Okay. Now, in modern Western culture, uh-huh. the cake is uh, always on display. You know, some people are very... Uh, uh, they want to make sure they have a beautiful cake. They put a lot of time into that. Well, of course. Yeah. It's an art to form. find the perfect cake. Yeah, it is. It's it is. Like, yeah, it's art. And uh, it's always served to guests at the reception. Right. So everybody can look at the cake and go, ooh, that's such a beautiful cake. La, 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 la. All right. All right. So traditionally, wedding cakes were made to bring good luck to the guests. 
and the couple. Now, that's what they were traditionally made for. For the guest and the couple. Yeah, to bring good luck to all the guests and the couple. That's kind of weird. Yeah, and of course, today, they're more of a centerpiece. Right. They're used more of a centerpiece at the wedding and... uh, not always served to the guests. Some cakes are built with only like a single edible tear, and that's for the bride and groom to share. Now, is it in a wedding cake? Correct me if I'm wrong. It hit like uh, commonly an almond cake, or is it a certain type? No, I mean not. It, it's a. It, it, they have cake tastings where you pick out the flavor of your cake and icing everything now. Okay. But we're going to step back into where it came from and the basic information of what the cake was actually all about, you know. Okay. That's groovy. So, you know, we're just talking about in general like today. Right. And, you know, like we just said, they come in a variety of sizes depending on how many guests you have. And right. Of course, the cakes can be reserved only for the bride and groom, but traditionally here in the United States... We serve the cake to the guests. Well, yeah. You know. Yeah. So we always have cakes that we can serve enough to make sure the guests at least get a piece of cake. Well, yeah, you got to have a piece of cake. Yeah, and then they're used, chefs use different ingredients. We talked about that, and uh, usually reflects the personalities of the couples. Right. You know, the decorations do, the flavors do. <laughs> right, you know? right. They use different types of stuff like marzipan, fondant, gum paste, buttercream, chocolate. You know, those are all popular ingredients. What's marzipan? <laughs> it's a type of uh, icing. It's just marzipan. A, yeah, marzipan. It's a different type of icing. Have I ever ate it? I don't think you've ever ate it. No. No, I would <laughs> Let me some marzipan on that, <laughs> And uh, typically, the price of a cake it is usually priced per person. So, you know, X amount of dollars per how many people you're going to serve. So it's per person. Well, that's how the chef knows or the baker knows how big to make the cake based on how many oh. guests you plan on having, you know, at the reception, per, at the wedding. Per slice. Mm-hmm. But, of course, they can be uh, very, they can get very expensive. Well, like we were talking, it's it's considered an art, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, think about it it now. Yeah, it is an art. And if you think about it now, cake decorating and as far as pop culture, you've Uh got um, Charm City Cakes, which is Duff, uh, what is his last name, Goldstein? I Never think known. he's very popular on the Food Network. The Cake Boss is very popular oh, now, on now the I've Food Network. I've heard of the Cake Boss, but... Yeah, I mean, these guys make thousands of dollars on these cakes. They're just incredible. They're well, they spend, amazing cakes. They spend a lot of time on it, don't they? Well, really? yeah, yeah. But, you know, it the, the contemporary wedding cake has grown out of uh, different ethnic traditions. Right. The cake that we know today. Okay. But... One of the first traditions, and here we go again, do you you realize most of our traditions seems like we come from ancient Rome or ancient Greece or the Middle Ages? I know, I've noticed uh-huh. that. Well, it one of the first traditions began in ancient Rome. So the the tradition of the wedding cake as we know it today came from ancient it, Rome. It's evolved over the years, but um, it was usually made of uh, wheat or barley, and it was a uh, 
broken over the bride's head to bring good luck and fortune to the couple. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, it was I'm, broken up over the bride's head. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting to where I like this custom. So they... <laughs> <laughs> really broken. I mean, like they yeah. they slap yeah, like, her over the head with a cake. Well, like if you took a piece of well, a piece of cake and just held it over her head and, and broke it in half. Oh, I was picturing you just you know. They don't slap her over the know. head with. <laughs> I now pronounce you man and wife. Hit her with a piece of cake. Yeah. <laughs> Time to hit her in the head with cake. <laughs> Knock her out and you know oh kill your goodness. wife. I yeah. love it. <laughs> But that's where the one of the first traditions of wedding cake came from. Okay. Now, in early modern Europe, during the 16th century to uh-huh. the 17th century, it was the bride's pie. So they didn't have a cake. It, it wasn't was a, pie. a cake. It was a pie. Oh. And it was served at most weddings. They didn't pop the pie over her head, did they? No, they didn't put the pie over her head. Oh. And, but it was different from, you know, the... Sweet wedding cakes. Well, yeah. The bride pie was actually actually savory, you know, like kind of like, like what we call a pot pie or whatever. So like chicken pot pie or something. yeah, yeah. it was savory. So okay. it was a uh, it was a pie pastry. Okay. But it was filled with like oysters, lamb testicles. <laughs> I knew that would make you uh, react. <laughs> oh, it gets better. Pine kernels. What? Pine kernels and coxcombs. <laughs> so you would have the yeah. roosters combs, combs. Uh-huh. and then you would have testicles uh-huh. mm-hmm. from lamb, from a lamb. Uh-huh. What oysters. else? Oysters. Pine kernels. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That and that said? was an actual recipe that was uh, popular, made popular by his name was Robert May. And if you want to know more about Robert May, he was the he, he, real popular at Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's actually, you could probably find his recipe for the bride pie. It was a uh, 1685 recipe. The year was 1685. And so, his name is Robert May. And he, he had a, a very popular recipe for the bride's pie. And that's what it consisted of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now in his in his pie, uh-huh. in his pies, he made a, a special compartment in the bride pie. <laughs> so we're not talking like a little tiny pie. We're talking right. like a big thing. You know? Yeah, like something you see on Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was going to say, remember the, the wedding pie or bride's pie on Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah. Remember it had a compartment that had live birds in it? Yeah, for that, name day. That they... Uh, yeah. They turned loose. Well, this guy made a compartment that was filled with live birds or wow. a snake. What? For the guests to uh, pass away the time in a wedding. when <laughs> To run from? So, you know, while they were cutting up the pie at the tables, they, of course, this was entertainment, basically. Lightless <laughs> the snake. <laughs> that sounds like something Monty would get into. And, you know, all the guests were expected to have a piece of pie. That was uh, showing politeness towards the couple, you know, and respect towards the couple. Yeah, but come on. It was rude if you didn't... Uh, it was rude if you didn't eat the pie. Really? And it was bad luck, yeah, if you didn't eat the pie. So it would be bad luck if you didn't run from, you know. If you didn't run from the snakes and watch the birds and then eat a piece of pie. Hey, was the birds there to feed the snake? <laughs> I'm just know. curious. I don't know. I don't know. That's tripped out. Uh-huh. 
And one tradition of the bride's pie was to put a glass ring in the middle of the dessert, and the maiden who found it would be the next to marry, kind of similar to our catching of the flower bouquet. Wow. You know, when the bride throws her bouquet and supposed to be whoever catches it next. Whoever so catches would, it supposed go, to be next to Mary. They would go surfing in the cake for a glass <laughs> ring. Well, no, just they would pass out the pieces of pie and whoever got the little glass ring was supposed to be the lucky maiden to get married next. <laughs> what if it was a dude? <laughs> well, I guess it would be uh, him. I don't know. <laughs> run, Jimmy. Run. Yeah, wow. <laughs> now, in the 17th century... Uh, that's when they started making two cakes, one for the bride and one for the groom, the okay. groom's cake. And you've heard of a groom's cake. Yes. Well, you know, they've kind of died out over the years. I know people still do groom's cakes, but they're not as popular now. I would just need a birthday cake. Mainly they just do the bride's cake. Right. You know, so which, it's Which now, is the wedding cake. The wedding cake is the bride's cake. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you've got the, usually of a smaller, of course, and darker, like it would be chocolate and, you know, right. darker. And that was considered uh, the groom's cake. But in the 17th century, it was typically a fruit cake. Or throw in a couple of lamb's testicles and <laughs> No, it was, it was typically a fruit cake in, in that, at that time. For the groom. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the... And the bride's cake the wedding cake at that time was typically a pound cake with white icing and of course during that time the white icing uh signified virginity and purity what? okay so, all right now yeah. i have to get into a white cake so, so, or, and, yeah. and white icing I well yeah pound cake and white icing so it's 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 uh Roots are very simple, you know, a pound cake with white icing and a fruit right. cake for the groom's cake. So right. that, that was very humble beginnings as far as uh, what we see now as wedding cakes. But, uh, you know, <laughs> talking about the pie, though, that's a... Uh, yeah, the pie know, is kind of interesting. It, it is. And when yeah. you talk, I mean, I can't get over the fact that they put testicles. Well, they put, sounds like just about any kind of thing in it. And that, you know... Gives a whole new meaning to humble pie. <laughs> yeah, you know, we were talking about humble yeah. pie and it being a what in innards and uh, oh, yeah, for literally innards and basically uh, all the stuff that you would clean out of an animal before you ate it went into that pie. Well, yeah, so, yeah, kind of. It sounds like it's similar, yeah, <laughs> you know. Wow, well, now, um, wedding cakes were originally considered a luxury item and the sign of uh, celebration and social status. And if you notice, when we talk about these traditions and things, a lot of them are around, they they uh, were around social status. Well, yeah. And people like to show their status. Well, of course, that's understandable, mm-hmm. yeah. So, of course, the bigger the cake, you know, the bigger the social standing, the higher the social standing. So what you're saying is I'd have a cupcake and a Twinkie. <laughs> That's probably what we'd have, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, wedding cakes in England and early America were traditionally fruit cakes as well. Really? Mm-hmm. And they were uh, topped with uh, marzipan and icing, and they started having putting tears on it, you know, more than one single tier of a cake. Oh, not that you're talking about layers. As tears. Layers or tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not what not, happens with the groom when he figures out what he's uh-huh, done. Uh-huh, yeah, right. you know, tears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crimea River. No, yeah. yeah, no, not those yeah. kind of tears. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that, I've got to... Uh, I've got to try. Do they still make this marzipan? What is it, marzipan? Marzipan. Yeah, they still make marzipans used a lot. I must try this marzipan that I hear. Marzipan, yeah. Uh, 
And yes. of course, cutting the cake at the tradition was a tradition at uh, during the reception. Right. And and at this time, white icing was also a symbol of money and uh, social so social important in the Victorian times. So right. so a white cake was highly desired. That is wild. Mm-hmm. During the Victorian times, a white cake was uh, what you wanted to have because that showed you were. Had social importance, well, look, and you had money. Yeah. Look at that white cake. They're uppity. Yeah, they're uppity. They're high <laughs> class. Yeah. Wow. Well, of course, we talked earlier today. There's many flavors, different configurations, and stuff that are all traditional. You know, in in you can go in lieu of a traditional all white cake now right. and still be okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so. That's wild, though. Yeah. I mean, think about that. I know. Wow. It's more to it than. You know, when we think about a wedding cake, you know, what we, in, you know, imagine and then picture in our brains, who would have thought that, you know, the history of this? Who would have thought it would have started out with uh, basically bread made out of wheat or barley that's broken over a bride's head and, you know, crumbs <laughs> getting her hair and everything. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. I do. <laughs> right in the head. So in mid- medieval England, uh-huh. cakes were stacked as high as possible. They wanted them stacked as high as they could get them because the groom and the bride were expected to uh, lean over and kiss kiss over top of that cake. So why would they want them as high as possible? <laughs> to make it more difficult for oh, them to kiss. Oh, it was like an inner joke or something. Or well, yeah, because that meant that the more successful the kiss was, they were guaranteed a more prosperous prosperous life together really yeah so the higher so, the cake was and so the, we're going to make it as hard the more as possible. that yeah the the way that if they could successfully kiss over yeah. top of that the height of that cake they were uh meant to have a very prosperous life if they could do that yeah <laughs> wow. so of course the higher the cake the more prosperous they were <laughs> <laughs> I know it's some crazy, of this stuff's kind it? of weird, isn't it? But it's that's what weird. that's it's what crazy. they were doing. Yeah, that's what they were doing. Oh my! Now this I found very interesting. From this, the uh, Crokenbush was created. Well, of course it was mm-hmm. the old Crocian bush. Crokenbush. That's what I said. <laughs> the Crokenbush. Uh-huh. What and is? Uh, the myth behind this tells of a pastry chef that was visiting medieval England who witnessed their tradition of piling sweet rolls between the bride and the groom uh-huh. and watched them as they attempted to kiss over it without uh-huh. knocking it down, right? Right. So the pastry chef went back to France and piled up sweet rolls into a tower to make the first croquembouche. <laughs> what is a croquembouche? A croquembouche is, um, it's like, you know, little puff pastries? Yeah. Like the little round puff pastries, and then they're filled with uh, some type of pastry cream, yeah, vanilla cream or something. Okay, okay, that's what they that's what that's what starts it, and you just build them from. You have a bigger base I at the bottom, that, but I and then know. you yeah. just layer it, and then you use like sponge sugar and all this to kind of hold it together. Okay, and, I've, I've seen that. You know, but they I use know. icing and honey and different things to kind of glue it as they go. And then a lot of times you'll see spun sugar around. It's real pretty. And um, I didn't realize it was called a croquembouche. 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 Right. So Anybody that, from France there that's listening, I apologize <laughs> if I'm getting the butchering these. I am a hillbilly. Well, this guy, this pastry chef decided to uh, make it. He made, took all those little uh 
pastry rolls and piled them together and created the first croquembouche. <laughs> and it's still, you know, the croquembouche is still very popular in France. Really? And it's a common, yeah, it's a, it's very common to place the croquembouche tower on the bed of the cake to make the top tier and to make it taller. Right. So. Well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, uh, the traditional French wedding cake is uh-huh. built from profiteroles, which are what we were just talking about. They're the little pastries that are filled with cream. That's what they're called. Okay. And then given the halo of the spun sugar, which is what we were just talking about. That is wild. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, of course, the traditional wedding cake of, you know, where we're from is Krispy Kreme donuts in a pile with a <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> and douse the whole thing with That's powdered right. sugar and some sprinkles. And, and then yeah. get the moonshine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, all right, the croquembouche. Croquembouche. Yeah. So in 1703, Thomas Rich, a baker's apprentice from Ludgate Hill, fell in love with his employer's daughter and asked her to marry him. So he wanted to make a very extravagant cake. So he drew on the St. Bride's Church on Fleet Street in London for inspiration. So that's what he was looking at. He thought, I'm going to use that as my inspiration to make this beautiful extravagant cake like he uh, the architecture of the Mm -hmm. building okay Mm -hmm. so that's what he used and he made a very extravagant cake he said it's got curves baby (laughs) so do you (laughs) so i mean so people make very extravagant beautiful cakes and they're all inspired from all kinds of different things you know well yeah obviously and we talked about traditionally the bride would place a ring Inside the the, the the inside the couple's portion of the cake, and that would be to symbolize the acceptance acceptance of the proposal, which of course they're getting married. So well, uh, yeah, I hope why the would they yeah. do that? Yeah, yeah, that, and that yeah. kind of doesn't make sense. And that that in that but that evolved into what we were talking about the bride's pie, and the bride's pie evolved into the bride's cake. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. And at this point, dessert was no longer in the form of a pie, and it was sweeter than right. uh, its predecessor, the bride pie, which was savory, and we talked about that. Well, I can't, I can't blame them for getting away from the pie, you know? <laughs> yeah. The savory one? Yeah. With the oysters and the lamb testicles? Yeah, and the yeah, little box okay. hidden yeah. in it with a snake <laughs> or a bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, during this time, the bride cake, well, in the 18th century, the bride cake was traditionally a plum or a fruit cake. Apparently, they used, uh, they liked fruit cakes, and it had double icing. Oh. Okay, now that means they would cover the cake first with an almond icing, and then they would cover it with some kind of white icing. I like almond icing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, the white iced upper surface of the bride cake was used as a platform to create all sorts of scenes and put emblems on it and so that they could mount decorations on it. So that's why that upper layer, that top layer was put on so that they could make make it a little stronger to withhold all of this stuff. And that goes back to the cake that Thomas Rich made. He wanted Um. to have this cake to where he could design it and draw on it and make it beautiful you know and have the icing not be so soft it couldn't support it that way that's that way they 
you know, it, it, it lended to the tradition thereof of the Star Wars wedding cake. The Star Wars wedding cake, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> Help me, Obi-Wan. Help me, Obi-Wan. Yeah. So, uh, they could do like um, three-dimensional types of things and do very colorful types of things, you know, with this type of uh, icing and direct decorations. Right? Right. But it, they had to use like different types of substances to do that. So that's where uh, that's where the decorations and parts of the wedding cake started becoming inedible. Or just for decorative. Right, because up until this point, it was all about the cake. Not so, I mean, it was still, they wanted the cake to be pretty and everything. Yeah. But see, now it's getting more into the artistic side. And wedding cakes kind of took a turn into, okay, so not all of this cake is edible now. <laughs> because it's got to have <laughs> a, a, a structure to it so it can support, again, all of these uh, decorations. Right. And so... Parts of the structure were not edible, and a lot of the decorations were not edible. you got to have that strong base for the birdhouse you're going to build on your wedding cake. Yeah. All right. So uh, when this started happening, the, uh, the eating of the pie, bringing good luck, it was still kind of common, but the glass ring kind of slowly died out, and that's when the flower bouquet kind of replaced that. So the bouquet is replacing now the glass ring in the cake. Right, to, because they wanted to keep something in there to uh, for the maiden to get married next to have, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so when they started not putting the glass ring in the cake, there had to be some kind of ulterior t- or alternate method oh, so that's where that. so that's where that was born from the flower oh, wow. bouquet come because um so it hadn't always been around it that's the history of that it the flower bouquet came and, because and, they stopped putting the little glass ring in the cake so um, i mean if you're a maiden and you want to get married and they don't have a glass ring for you you better have something else <laughs> to throw or something to give them an opportunity yeah. to catch it or wear it or something oh, yeah. So that they know they might, they are going to be next to get married. Ah. <laughs> Can you imagine all the angry bridesmaids and guests that don't have an opportunity to catch the, Very get off. the glass ring or catch a fl- flower or something so that they know that they're next? <laughs> They'd be upset. <laughs> oh, I wonder what kind of wedding cake that uh, Monty's going to have. Oh, Lord. Huh. Mm. Yeah, little, we'll have to ask him. A little Debbie. <laughs> Yeah, a box of little Debbie zebra cakes. Yeah, 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 zebra cakes. Yeah. Oh, well, now fruit cakes were supposed to be uh, a sign of fertility and prosperity. Well, of course it was. So you know they had gained some popularity because a married man wanted to have plenty of children, and see the groom's cake was typically fruit cake. Right, and since that was the sign of fertility. And prosperity, of course, he would want uh, to have that cake at his wedding. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying to think. When we got married, what would my what would have that day considered would have been my groom's cake? Your groom's cake? Yes. Hmm. You know, we've been going over. If we can't go man. to savory wine, I mean, your favorite cake 
is still a white cake with white icing, buttercream oh, icing. Is. Yeah, I just you like white cake with earlier. white buttercream icing. That's yeah. your favorite. It doesn't even have to have cake. anything on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's more a birthday cake, but it can be a wedding cake, I guess. It can. It Yay! Could. Celebrations. Yeah, <laughs> it never ends. Every day's a celebration. Okay, I'm sorry, I got you sidetracked. That's all right. There's a lot of information we actually could do. Um, Let's we, make this a two-parter. We need to do a two-parter on this because there's a lot of stuff I don't want to not not share. Well, because it's it's too good not to not it, share. It you is. You know what I mean? It is. It's very interesting. So I think maybe we could stop here. And, right. Yeah, and when we pick back up, we can uh, go into the Western, the modern Western approach. Oh. You know, 19th century yeah, start with nineteenth century. That would be more recognizable. Starting mm. to get into what we what, what we know today. as a modern wedding right. cake. Right. Yeah, yeah. Start in the early nineteenth century and uh, talk about talk about that. I like, and it. then move forward from there. I like it. Yeah, I let's do that. It. Let's do it. And remember, right. please reach out to us at www. That's three of them. Uh huh. Dot how yeah. we met. T-L-S dot com. Or email us at how we met. How we met. T-L-S. At gmail. Dot com. You like my sound effects? I do. Oh my goodness. This has been great. Yeah. Oh, so we'll do this again next week. We'll do, yeah, we'll do number two. Yeah, history of wedding cakes. I love it. Bye. Hey, everybody. Hey. everybody have a great Friday. Everybody. Yay. Everybody have a great weekend. Friday, yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah.